and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Babies. Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Where are you? What time is it right now for you guys? Thank you for joining our friendly world. Welcome to our friendly world. With Fawn and Matt. So, do you remember Petit Sensei? <laughs> sensei Petit? What was this? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Francois there Petit. So, I had... One of my martial arts instructors, who I loved, but at first I was very, very scared of him. Very afraid. <laughs> His, he was not that much taller than I was, but he was so scary. He was an intense guy, for sure. I, that was not a school for me, for sure. Francois Petit from France. And, you know, you put the last name first. And then you say sensei, which means teacher. And so because he was so scary, any chance Matt and I could get to behind the scenes at home in the privacy of our own home, laugh at the situation we tried. So one of the things that would give us a giggle would be saying his name, Petit Sensei. Because <laughs> that's not how you addressed him in class, right? Wasn't it Sensei Francois and that was like... no. It was just sensei. Oh. And I barely talked to him. Right. And he, when he addressed me, he just shouted, Aikido, come here. <laughs> <laughs> because you were studying Aikido at the time. This is not an Aikido instructor. No, he was pissed. He did not like me studying other things. Right. Well, he was, it was a multi-discipline, wasn't it? It was, but it, more of the multi-discipline came from Maurice, the world champion karate guy from who, France who was his partner in the school right but anyway so you remember Petit Sensei of course all right this nugget of wisdom pearl of wisdom from Santa Monica comes to you by Petit Sensei okay all right so we're in class we're in we're in training and do you remember the front kick the front kick right so we would do things in slow motion as a warm-up right your wrists are tucked by your side at your waist. Good posture. And w one leg at a time, you would assume the front kick position. So you're, let's say you're starting with a right leg. Your right leg is perfectly parallel to the ground. Mm -hmm. Parallel. So that means your kick has to be quite high. Right. Right. And you hold that for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't recall exactly how many minutes we had to hold it. I want to say it was 10 minutes. It was torture. I'm sure it felt like an hour. It was torture. And, <laughs> and you know, you start shaking and, you know, like grunting. I just think I'd fall over. And he said something and it changed me forever. He said, what? What is your problem? Just pretend. <laughs> What's your problem? Oh, thanks. Now everything's fixed. 
He said, just pretend. Okay, I know it's hard and it's uncomfortable, but I want you to be at home in your uncomfortableness. I want you to just treat this like you're sitting back on a lazy boy watching TV. I'm like, okay. Watching the pain channel. And it, on it TV. totally helped. And but I've been using that in all aspects of my life. Whenever something is uncomfortable, I'm like, I'm gonna pretend I'm watching TV. I'm just gonna kick back, right? <laughs> <laughs> Until it's time to shift to the other leg and do it all over again. But he was really scary. Remember, I would tell you, uh, you you came in. You never trained with him, did Heck you? Heck no. I only trained with um, Maurice. Sensei, Sensei Maurice a couple of times. So, um, all right. So he, <laughs> we would train on hardwood floors. In our other schools, we had cushy padding on the walls and on the floor. Ah, cushy padding. <laughs> not, not there. It was just pure hardwood floors. And we would throw each other. We would, like, it was kind of crazy. Anyway, when we were warming up, he would glare at me from across the room and pound his bare fists, like his knuckles, onto the hardwood floor. And it had this rhythm and it would vibrate the whole room. And he would stare at me with this very sinister grin. <laughs> no, he was a seriously intense guy. I remember the couple times I met him, mm -hmm. I was like... <sighs> We actually went out to dinner with him, remember? It was I do, really like nice I said. When I, he was moving back to France. I really, really, really didn't want him to hate me. I really, really, really wanted him to like me. I know, right? I thought he hated me because I <laughs> always got in trouble in class. Aikido, come here and do your Aikido. Like, he, like most of the time, he would put me in a corner and have me do Tenkan, which was in Aikido, mm -hmm. right? Right. And I wasn't allowed to participate. <laughs> You never should have told him time. you were studying Aikido. I don't know how it came out. I couldn't, you know, I, jeesh, whatever. I, I mean, anyway, pearl of wisdom. Yes. Sitting in uncomfortableness and still being able to be still within that com uncomfortableness. And gotcha. relaxing into it, which actually leads me to something else. Uh, a few days ago, I had a call with my friend Aowen. Do you remember Aowen? Mm-hmm. So she's a fellow friend. She's a fellow podcaster also. Her podcast is called Creatives Do Money. She's actually a money coach, so she was coaching me for about an hour, an hour and a half. Cool. And um, it was kind of intense for me. I felt very <laughs> raw because you know me. I don't like to hide anything. I don't, I'm very truthful. I have no secrets, but she started asking questions and I felt like she was stripping me of my clothes. Dough. I felt naked. Double dough. <laughs> Which is good, right? Because I mean, I didn't realize I had issues, so they were exposed. So thank you. It made me uncomfortable and I had to get comfortable again. Right. Mm -hmm. But she said something again that changed me much like how. Petite Sensei <laughs> said, said that thing to me that one day to us. Anyway, so uh, Aon is a money coach. She's an, she teaches self-employed creatives how to do money. And she said something interesting. I was just, we were just riffing back and forth and I was telling her about Susie Orman, you know, the money person. Yes. And I said, Susie Orman once said something that totally made me feel better about everything. And that was money's there to make you comfortable whatever you do the whole reason for money is to make you comfortable so 
if you don't want to buy a house because you're not comfortable, then don't buy a house. Right. I thought I was transferring whatever Susie Orman's gold was to mm-hmm. Eowyn, and Eowyn was shaking her head no. Oh, dear. I'm like, she must have misheard me. So she's like shaking her head no big time. And she's like, no, no, Fawn. And she said something that totally rocked my world. She said, you make yourself comfortable by you making yourself comfortable, not money. Money should never make you comfortable. Right. And so uh, I wish I knew exactly the words she used, but basically she said, there are lots of people who have no money and have financial situations that are really scary, but they are the most at ease and comfortable, confident, happy people. They're totally comfortable. So no matter what your situation, Mm -hmm. you have to be comfortable. Right. You make yourself comfortable. Right. Which, do you see where I'm going with this? This is back to Sensei, Petite Sensei, right? Kind of like... Well, yes and no, because what you're defining, though, in Sensei Petite's kind of... Petite Sensei, right? You always... You, with Musashi, you always... Okay, same thing. Yes, yes, boss. Anyways, um, he's saying that you're supposed to be comfortable in your uncomfortableness. But it sounded like what Eowyn was saying is don't be uncomfortable. It seems like a slightly different message. Okay, so what I got from Petite Sensei was be comfortable. Make yourself comfortable. Gotcha. Don't mm-hmm. live in the uncomfortableness. Make it comfortable for yourself. And there you go. But so it's it, the same thing. Eh, yes and no. It's totally the same thing. How yes is it different? And no. Look, someone can be broke, 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 brokeity broke, right? That's painful, but you can is make it? yourself happy. Yes, it's painful. You can't pay for, you can't, if, what if you get sick? What if you get sick? I just I just totally flabbergasted you there for a minute. No, I'm not but flabbergasted. Let's pretend I had no money, but let's pretend I was living in the middle of Siberia and I had, you know, I had a a ca- log cabin and I had a, my wood burning stove and I had plenty of food and I had plenty of time to maybe read and I had a big stack of books. You know, maybe money is so completely unimportant. What if you need to go take care of a splinter? And the doctor needs to pull it out. Right. And now you're thinking you have of to pay possibilities to feel uncomfortable. Well, I mean, you need money and it's quite uncomfortable. And let's just face it. Most of us don't live in the middle of nowhere. That is true. All our necessities right there. That is true. All right. So what are you saying? Um, I'm just saying it's just, it's just two ways of thinking. And, I know, but I just want to fight you. I don't. I know. So anyway, today's episode is sit still. Much like sitting still in your uncomfortableness, sitting still with your leg parallel to the ground for Mm -hmm. 10 minutes at a time. Right. Sit still. Why we multitask and how that is causing loneliness. How is that related? This came to me the other day. I was listening to Wendy talk about she goes on a hike, a long hike. Right. But she really needed a workout after that. So she goes on a seven mile run and then she felt better. I'm like, oh my God, girl, I have not walked or done anything. (laughs) I mean, going to the refrigerator is pretty much my walk. Hi. No, but you know what I mean. I I mean, I still try to work out at home, but wow. I, I feel like I'm way behind her as far as the curve goes. Like 
being a busy, not, I, I'm sorry, I'm using the word busy. I, I did it, <laughs> careful, folks. Careful. I did it myself. I used that four letter word. But having so many tasks to take care of mm-hmm. and having to do many things at the same time, multitasking, right? Right. And as moms, we do that all the time. Yes. I just find the past year, it's gone on overdrive for everybody. Definitely for me, speaking for myself, major, major overdrive. Well, yeah. So many things at the same time. And at the end of the day, my mind is racing and I'm still working and I'm still doing many things and I still feel left behind, behind schedule and everything. Right, of course. And so I, I was listening to Wendy and she's like, yeah, this other podcast or our podcast, I don't know. She was listening to something. And she said, okay, I'll have extra cleaning time in the bathroom because she listens while she cleans. And I thought, wow, I've never imagined our friend Wendy sitting on a couch with a lemonade in her hand or something and just lounging. (laughs) I've never seen Wendy lounge. (laughs) Right. Right. And do we, do we do that? I think the only time I lounge is at really late 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 in the evening and i'm collapsed on the couch watching a show before bed right that is my lounging but it's just collapsing basically Mm -hmm. do you lounge do i lounge that's a great question we don't even have a place to lounge we don't even have proper lounge hold on let's be careful because i actually thought about this about a month or so ago and i i'm trying to be more conscious of because i'll do multiple things all day like when i write code i'm listening to music when i'm you know just because i like the pace i like the rhythm i like the something and and on and on and on like that but i have been thinking about it and actually lately i gotta tell you i'm started like i like to watch movies on my tablet life is good but i've started watching subtitled movies on my tablet because guess what? If I don't know what they're saying, I can't, I can't have, you can't have pay attention to a subtitled movie. You're going to miss everything. Right. It's kind of like watching old movies because there's not a lot of dialogue. There's right. a lot of music. So you really have to look at it right. to see what's going on. Exactly. But then am I multitasking because I'm watching and reading? So I don't know, but it, it at least no, focuses my attention in exactly one direction. Wow. I would never consider that multitasking. Multitasking would be you're watching the movie, you're reading the subtitles, you're mopping the floor and making a spaghetti dinner. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, no. Absolutely. And, and looking out for the kids at the same time. It's just to me, it feels like I've got my left and right brains engaged because I'm logically looking at the words presented and then I'm admiring the shots and I'm following and I'm watching the pictures of the movie. So I was thinking about this because mm-hmm. uh, for several reasons. One, I started to think, well, what, because I was, I did that interview, I was being interviewed about the loneliness epidemic. Right. And I was thinking, okay, what are the ways that we're doing this? And I was thinking about all the tiny things that we do that contributes to us separating ourselves from one another. Right. And one of them is not being fully present. Yes. I can't tell you the last time I spoke with a friend, this is all of my friends, where they're not sitting and just talking on the phone. Right. They're either driving Mm -hmm. in a hurry to get somewhere. They're cooking. 
they're mm-hmm. cleaning. Right. There's something going on in the background all right. the time. And they know me. I'm like, what are you doing? And they'll lie sometimes. Nice. Like Kelly, the other day, she's like, no, I'm listening. Because I felt like she, I felt like I, my speech was getting labored. And right. when that happens to me, I know the other, I'm, psychically I can pick up the other person is preoccupied with something else, right? At the same time. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, no, I'm here. I'm sitting here listening. But she was driving. She was just and sitting there. And she was there. in a hurry. No. <laughs> well, you know what? You remember when we were dating? You did that too. And I blame you because you're a techie guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Matt and I would be on the phone late at night. This Being is, all lovey-dovey. Well, this is, no, we were, when we were friends, remember, we would go to Aikido. Mm-hmm. We would go to each other, you know, our own homes. Mm-hmm. And we get back on the horn, like mm-hmm. talk to each other. Stop it. We would be on the phone. <laughs> and sometimes I would hear a ticky ticky tack of the board keyboard. Right. I'm like, what are you doing? Nothing. What were you doing? What were you doing? I was probably on the interwebs. Well, looking for what? To looking for whatever. You know, I'm always on you the know, interwebs back looking then, up random stuff. Back then, I didn't really care about the computer or anything. So I didn't even ask, well, what are you doing? Right. You know, I just said, what are you doing? And you, all you had to do was say, I was, I'm on the computer. But I, now I would say, well, what are you doing? Right. Like, are you looking at stuff? Are you researching what we're talking about? What is it? Are you playing a game? What? I think the answer is probably yes to all of that at different times. And plus, we would talk on and on. And then all of a sudden, there would be the <sighs> silence. I'm like, hello, Matt? Hello? And then I would hear snoring. Uh, <laughs> like yes. you fell asleep. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm an See, early riser. You can't blame the kids. Back then, you would go to sleep, too. Well, like, not your voice was, is very soothing, honey. Mm-hmm. All right. And another thing that reminded me of the whole, you know, I have a thing with couches and benches. The whole time I would photograph all the different places around the world, I was always obsessed with benches. Mm-hmm. I would photograph love. I would love photographing people on benches right from behind Mm -hmm. or sometimes if i could without them noticing from straight on Mm -hmm. and just thought it was so romantic the idea of just sharing a seat with somebody much like now it's like sharing a meal with someone but to just sit with someone and back in the day when i was looking for you I would weep and beg to be able to meet you and to be able to share a seat with you, you know? And there are poems about it, to to share a bench with my love, Mm -hmm. right? Anyway, one day when Allegra was born and I was in therapy because of all the craziness that happened, it took a few years, a couple of years to get over it. The trauma of the way Elle was born and the way we both almost died at the hospital. Right. And so I'm at the therapist's office and I was showing her pictures I had taken that day. And it was with Allegra on me. I was breastfeeding Allegra and Elle was on the couch next to me. I didn't think anything of it. And she's like, oh my God, this tells you everything right here. And I'm like, what does it tell you? What is it? She said, well, it's just very rare to see this. You're all on the couch together. And it just looks like you're perfectly content. Everyone is fine. There is no toy. There's no nothing. You just, that, I don't remember her words to me, but the fact that she was taken 
by that image, like that the fact that we would just be still right. on a couch together. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm be- breastfeeding. What do you want us to do? She's like, no, you don't understand. Your other child is sitting next to you. And I just see total stillness. Like this is it. And that's the goal of life is to just be, you keep take, taking notes and I can hear it on the, Sorry. <laughs> on the audio. No notes. Anyway, so how does that contribute? All the multitasking that we're doing, how does that contribute to loneliness? Any ideas? Well, honestly, I think we have a lot more things vying for our attention. And as a matter of fact, people are starting to say, hey, you know how you use your computer as an alarm? I mean, you use your phone as like an alarm to wake you up in the morning? Well, when you do that, the first thing you do is you see all the things vying for your attention. There's the Instagram, there's the Facebook, there's the whatever else, right? So experts are starting to suggest that we need to get a, just a regular alarm clock and wake up to that and worry about turning on your phone later because it immediately engages your mind in multitasking. Like you don't get a chance to not multitask. That is true. I've fallen in that line myself in that that whole world because there's so much going on with everything I'm trying to launch with our Mm -hmm. friendly world right there are articles I'm being interviewed for Mm -hmm. there are um there are things I'm working on I'm working on a friendship summit right eventually when we come out of this pandemic there's a lot that I'm working on creating and there's a lot of people now being involved and they live all around the world so at all times of the day I'm getting messages or I need to send a message or, 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 or. So I'm constantly needing to check the phone. And there's that word need. I, but I do need, I need to get business done. I know I've fallen into that. I I mean, I was very judgmental of everyone when we started our friendly world. (laughs) I was very judgmental of social media and Mm -hmm. everyone being glued to the computer and to work and all that. I was. And now I'm turning into that. And my excuse is, yeah, but you don't understand. I have to get this launched off the ground. I have to make this happen. I have this mission to do good in the world. And this is what, what am I going to do? Right. I need to talk to these people. If Maz Jobrani suddenly sends me a message, best believe I'm, I want to be on it. Right. I want to be on top of it and make sure that I get back to him. And I completely understand that. And I, I can't necessarily fault you for that. But that is kind of a problem is just all these sources vying for our attention. Case in point for me in work, I never, I never check my email during the weekends. Unless we're doing something, production rollout, whatever it is. And I do leave my phone on. But to me, that's kind of the emergency case. Well, of course, I had a boss ping me today. Doe messaged me today and I had to get a hold of him, but that's a whole other thing. But again, buying for my attention, you know, these, these kind of things are coming to me as opposed to me consuming things like I, like I can with like an email. I could have switched my phone off, but then on some level, nobody can get us. And so that's not a comfortable thing, but maybe it should be. I feel like I've been left behind. So I have to hurry up and work, work, work to get, to catch up to a way to catch up to a moment where I can say, okay, now 
I'm going to take the weekends off from now on. I'm trying to get caught up so I feel organized enough to do that. And I'm already organized, but it just feels like there's so much right. happening at the same time. Right. It's I'm finding now I'm personally finding it a challenge and I think I'm needing some advice. I don't know what to do. Right. No, 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 absolutely. Tell me totally what to do, it. Matt. I really There's don't. a lot of FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. No, it's not a fear of missing out. It's a fear of not getting things done. Which is a form, I think, of missing out. I missed out on an opportunity or, you know. Well, I'm, I don't want to be left behind. Right. I don't want the opportunity to go away. And I think, I think that might be a very American sentiment. Like, we have to work harder and harder and harder, and we have to take less and less vacation time. And we never get caught up. So yeah. the lie is, I'm just going to do it until I get caught up. Right. Oh, my God. I don't know what to do. And that's just it. That's why. And I'm as guilty, I think, as everybody else. But I like to play like I'm not because I'll come up with a list of things I want to accomplish in the course of a day. I'm very Franklin Covey Planner-esque to it. So I have A tasks that I have to get done, B tasks that are important that I don't necessarily have to complete today, and C tasks which are trivial. And I have appointments and whatever, and those are A tasks. But if I can clear out all my A tasks, I feel good about my day. I have. And that's the point. I have 18,000 A tasks. But that's just it. You can only do so many things. That's, again, are... sprint planning, agile development, which is what which is what all software developers do now. You have only so many story points you can complete inside of a sprint. And maybe your sprint is one day. So you can only do so much in the course of a day. And rest and recharge is important because I can go 18 hours a day, but after three weeks, I'm done. I can't. I'm a, I'm a horse that's been broken. So, you know, I always talk about capacity. Exactly. Capacity. And, and that's what, that is a big factor in the loneliness epidemic or in people having their relationships fractured is we don't have enough capacity to be able to offer anything to anyone else right? right i feel like when you have so many things vying for your attention mm -hmm. that you literally not literally but you end up a piece of you ends up over here a piece of you ends up over here right and you're not there you're scattered throughout all these other places and tasks right and that's where you are fragmented all over the place so you're not able to totally be with your kids 100 percent, not to be there for your friends so you right. can't notice that one look that you needed to notice that would quite possibly save their lives or or you know just a look someone will give in a split second that gives you information mm -hmm. you'll miss out on stuff like that and that's being distracted we are distracted from each other. Yes. You're, you, you could not be more right. That's why in my perfect world, I there's a couple of things. First of all, there's the trick. Because the way I usually deal with coworkers who I need to get something from is they're going to say, oh, my God, I'm too busy. You can't have it today. So then I'll say, okay, that's fine. Can I ha when can I have it? And typically they'll be like, well, I'm not sure. I'm like, do you think I can have it by Friday of next week? And they always say yes. Now here's the lie and here's the trick. And here's, if you get nothing else out of this podcast, know how to manipulate, I guess. Because at the end of the day, 
next week, Friday, that person is still going to be as busy. God, I hate that word. Busy as they were the day you asked them for something. But they're now obligated to you. And so they're going to get it to you because you've been patient and waiting and saying, I respect your time. And you told me I could have it on this day. So I get it by that Friday. Whereas if I went to somebody every day or every couple of days and I said, can I have it? They would just keep saying no. And they would say no forever. Remember we would meet people and they would say, let's hang out next week. Mm-hmm. Next week it would turn into, oh, you know what? Um, this thing came up. Now I have two weeks, two weeks from now. Let's do it. And I remember people actually start to say, I can't. Let's say we were talking in December. Oh, we can't do anything until March 25th. Right. And it was December. I'm right. like, March 25th? And then and then they would come back and say, you know what? I can't do it then either because the in-laws are coming. And you know what? How about if we meet like in June? Mm-hmm. And this is December. Right. And they're like, it's not like we live far away. These were like neighbors ridiculous man well these are people who are not setting priorities well we or they're were, not prioritizing we, you yeah we were not their priority but i found that with some people we were their priority at heart they really wanted to but they seriously like i i had to really understand their life i had to get in there and see what was going on they couldn't it was one task work 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 and their immediate family had all the attention that they didn't even want to spend time with, but obligations. Which is what I'm talking about, getting stuff from coworkers. But they're also telling you. I mean, they are literally telling you that you are not a priority. And, I know. And, and you know and what? That's fine. I understood that. Go, and I let go it with go. God. Yeah, exactly. But I learned over the last couple years Yes, I will say go with God. You know, basically I will say, you know, I'm just going to let it go and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to invest my hopes in getting together. Right. We'll just see what happens. Right. But I'm not going to take it personally. And there you go. And I'm not going to take it as they don't want to hang out with me. They don't like me. I just think that there's a greater issue than what we originally saw 10, 13 years ago. Things have even become even more, uh, um, what's the word when all the wires get all tangled up when you're trying to take out your speaker phones, your, your thing. headphones. Yeah. All those wires get knotted up. Right. I mean, that's I the best like, way to describe it. I feel like that's what's happening with our culture, our lives. Well, yeah, there it's basically, it's a deprioritization of one-on-one interactions and, so, and honestly, you're right. I don't take it personally either, but I'm also very conscious of when people reach out to me. And typically now, when somebody reaches out to me that I haven't spoken to in a while, even if it's something random, I had this happen just last week, somebody messaged me on LinkedIn. It's something stupid, but that's someone reaching out and wanting to connect with you. And I respected that. And I was like, hey, yeah, maybe we should we should hook up and do like a virtual coffee. And we did. But I have plenty of other people who I stay in this very messagey kind of context with that I'm always saying, hey, let's hang out. And they always either ignore it or say they can't. 
And so, you know what? That's on them too. Here's what I've been doing. And I've done this most of my life. I will just ping somebody out of the blue. If I think of them at that moment, and let's say it's someone I haven't even talked to in a few years, I will, right. and it, if I like them, right? <laughs> I will immediately either, depending on the person, mm-hmm. either send a text, an email, or a voicemail. Right. I will just say, hey, or, you know, nothing in particular. Mm-hmm. I'll just send it out. Right. And most times they will come back and say, oh my God, I needed that. Thank you. Right. Because I don't just say, hey, I'm like, love you. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. it. I don't want anything from you. I'm not saying anything else, but like, love you. Right. No, no, no. And and people need these. And that's, but that you, sometimes you have to be the inspiration. Sometimes you have to be the example. Right. No, no, no. And, and you're right. And I do reach out to people, but I also recognize when people are reaching out to me. Yeah, I know exactly. That's what gave me the thought of just telling you. Yeah. That's like me saying, Hey, mm-hmm. that's it. I mean, I don't know. It's just, whew. it's, I, I mean, it's, it's become on hyperdrive is all I can say. Is anyone else feeling this out there? Like things are have gotten faster and more intense. Yes. What is happening? Is this the age of Aquarius people are talking about? Is this it? No, this would be the information age, I think. But honestly, I think we get just enough of an endorphin boost from being quote unquote busy, from having things to do from having people and knowing what's going on in people's lives and all the rest of it, I think it gives us enough. I am not feeling that though. I'm not feeling endorphins and I'm not, I'm just working. (laughs) You know, I'm not even connecting right now. I'm just constantly working, getting things out. Why are you looking at me like that? I just can't believe 100% of your time is spent, quote unquote, working, that you never well, actually take a moment and, you know, follow somebody's Twitter feed or... No, I don't. Okay. It's, well, I mean, okay. First of all, I'm creating a situation where I'm working with people that I really love. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of combined. I have to check in with Beth, like checking in with Eowyn and checking in with Brooke mm-hmm. and Melissa, you know? It's, I don't know, it's all, it's all coming together as, as one thing. Anyway, that's all I have to say, guys. I, I, I am feeling you. I I think a few years ago I was more judgmental about it and I would say, Hey, stop it guys. Just sit still and do nothing. And I'm now I'm having to really force myself to do that. And quite honestly, I haven't been able to the past few weeks, right? Maybe at night, but I'm exhausted. I'm not even there as I'm sitting still with my kids on the couch, I'm still not there because I'm still thinking and I'm still back at my computer thinking of something I should do or should have done or whatever. Mm-hmm. So are you, how are you doing this? Are you, at the end of the day, you're, you're cool? At the end of the day, I think I'm just as frazzled as everyone else, but I collapse and go to sleep and I can quiet my mind enough to go to sleep. The trick with me is I'm a morning person. I'm an absurd morning person. And this is something I came to uh, a long time ago. And in point of fact, first thing in the morning, the house is quiet. Oh, man. And I always feel like there's like 18 things that I want 
to do. Not need, but want. And I'll pick a few of those things and do them. And there's a couple things that I, I do every day just as, you know, practice or whatever you want to call it. But I have that time first thing in the morning where my mind is literally the sharpest and I just spend it on entertaining myself, ironically. But I still multitask when I do it, so go figure. I'm always doing two or three things at once. So your your capacity is able to handle things throughout the day because you have that time to refresh. Yes. In the morning. Yes. And then before I quote unquote start doing like serious things, I try and write down what I hope to get accomplished. And I really try and set a low bar. And so if I can accomplish all those things and maybe one or two other things, I feel good. I mean, you've seen my whiteboard. It's always got something on it. I guess the key is to go back to Petit Sensei and just be still on the couch. And just sitting on the couch may not be comfortable. But force yourself to be comfortable in not doing all the things that you feel like you're pushed and pulled to do. And there you go. And I think I am comfortable in the more of the silence first thing in the morning. Because I know that I'm going to get something accomplished that day. And hopefully I'll get done everything I quote unquote have to. I got to say, when I talk to my friends on the phone, mm -hmm. I don't multitask. I literally sit on the ground in the corner of a room and listen and talk. Well, that's good. But I'm the only one. <laughs> and I tried to do it the other day. Mm -hmm. Wendy called me and... I wasn't doing that. I was in the kitchen. The the TV in the kitchen was on. Mm -hmm. What were we doing? We were all in the kitchen together. We were we were cooking, all of us at the same time. We were making pizza, I think. And the kids wanted to know this particular recipe. And you wanted to know something. And you all had questions for me. <laughs> and I was on the phone with Wendy, who was at the supermarket during the pandemic. So she was trying to like guy shop while she was talking to me on the phone and I could hear her at the register and the, the, the PA in the background, you know, the microphone, right. All that was going on. And it, I had never done that before mm -hmm. where I'm multitasking and on the phone and my friend is multitasking and on the phone and also has to be really careful because she was at Safeway and it was crowded and mm -hmm. it's a pandemic. And I literally thought I was going to collapse. I thought I was going to faint. I got really dizzy. I can't do it, guys. I don't think we should be doing this. Well, scientists have said that certainly all this multitasking is affecting our brain chemistry fundamentally. I remember reading that a couple of years ago. Did, now. What did it say it's doing? Um, we're losing the ability to do deep focus. Hmm like really zoom in on something, which makes it challenging for me in particular, because I know my brain chemistry is being affected by what I'm doing because I used to be able to pour over like books. Oh, God, I love reading. But when you read a quote unquote serious book, it demands a thousand percent of your attention. Otherwise you're going to miss stuff. And guess what? I don't know if I can have that level of focus anymore. When I write code, it's a whole other world. Because I, I zone completely in most of the time. I think we need a vacation. We've never had a vacation. The last time you and I were on one was how when we got married years ago. <laughs> That's it. Our vacations consist of moving. 
We'll just move somewhere. Well, wait a second. We went to New Mexico. You had the seminar. I was working. That was work for me. We had time after, didn't we? No. Time in the car to drive is not fun for me. (sighs) Remember? Like, I need a fashion magazine if you're driving, because otherwise I'm so nervous. (laughs) I can't. I get get really stressed out, especially on the freeway. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't like the speed of the car. Um, no, I, I don't. <laughs> that's not a vacation for me. I, I mean, that's not a vacation. I want a hammock and a pretty drink. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. I'd prefer it not to be. And I would like to take a nap. <laughs> I would like to get some sun. Mm-hmm. I would like to eat. <laughs> I mean, I eat all the time, but you know what I mean? Just not worry about where the ingredients are coming from and the dishes afterwards. And and I think that's really the key there. You just use the five-letter word of worry, which is, which plays to fear of missing out, which plays to a lot of things. What? You have to be, un- you have to be comfortable in your worry state because you're always worried. You're worried where I'm spilling when I'm making something. You're worried that I won't be able to find something in the fridge. If I'm cooking, you're worried that, you know, dot, dot, dot. (sighs) Okay. So let's relax. How can we wind this up? This is like going nowhere. I feel like you're winding me up woman. I mean, let's just, I'm okay. What I'm, I'm going to force myself to, figure it out on the calendar i don't know i i I seriously don't know how i'm gonna do it but i'm gonna make myself do nothing this will be fun i used to do it all the time i know i used to read these ginormous like very intricate books i completely get it folks are you hearing me out there (laughs) if you have any techniques or strategies no i mean just wow Let's just challenge each other to sit still. Sit still. I'm going to do it. Okay. I I would prefer to have a challenge to say you will do just one thing at a time when you do do things. You do. (laughs) All right. Let's wrap this up. Yes, ma'am. What's a pretty little bow we can put on top? A cherry on the ice cream. See? You don't just want ice cream. You want a cherry on top. Yeah, I want a cherry on top. Multi. Multi. I want sprinkles and a cherry... And a pretty little bow on the container. Feels like multitasking somehow. That is not. It is called beautifying. It's called ceremony. Ritual. So you you got nothing? (laughs) Hey, I describe the tactics and strategies I do every day. So I can repeat them, but, you know, this is is what works for me. So you're saying get up an odd time of the day I'm which is really when people go to sleep start is when you wake up day with me time start your day enjoy with, it start your day with intention yes start your day with the intention of this is the me time and then as time progresses then you plan out your not me time and set goals I know, it sounds exhausting, doesn't it? No, 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 no. I'm having a deja vu while you're talking. Uh I've done this before. I've said this before. It is a full-blown deja vu. It lasted for a long time. You know how earthquakes would happen in LA? We're like, wow, that's a long one. Mm -hmm. This deja vu went on and on. But yeah, I mean, that's it. I forgot (laughs) what we were saying. You have to be a boss about it. You totally have to be boss. You have to say, this is my intention for today. 
and no riffraff is allowed. All right, folks, no riffraff. Set the intention and stay focused on that. Right. My intention is to spend more focus on UL and Allegra and get creative work done at the same time. Not at the same time. Sounds like multitasking. Oh my God, not at the same time. (laughs) But what I meant was be able to do my work, but my main focus with Mm -hmm. major intention, with boss skills, be completely available 100% to you guys, to people I really love around me Mm -hmm. at the moment. Right, right. For me, it's, you know, when I'm interacting with someone, I really try and give them 100% of my attention, even if they're not giving me 100% of theirs. But it's, yeah, it's about showing them that they're respected. It's about... But you're right, you know, exactly. You're, you're saying exactly what I've been saying, which is go forward with intention and get done what you can. And for me, it's important at the end of the day to reflect on what I've done and making sure that what I've done was in line with what I believed I should do that day. So when we're watching a movie and you all interrupt and start talking. Don't go in there. I'm going to turn off the sound of the <gasps> movie. Pause it. And just listen to what you have to say. And I try to do that. And then when I think you guys are done, I play the movie and you all start jibber-jabbering all over again. You know what? We love talking to our movies. You know what? (laughs) Don't go in there. It is crazy. But it's also annoying. You try to be completely available. Mm -hmm. But if you keep getting interrupted, it becomes really annoying. Right. I get angry. Mm Mm-hmm. So the next step is, okay, you're devoting 100% of your energy to something or someone, Mm -hmm. but what happens when you get annoyed? Right. And this happens to me. What happens when I keep getting interrupted and keep getting interrupted and keep getting interrupted? At some point, I'll say, stop to you, right? You get really scary. Exactly. But (laughs) that's because y'all keep interrupting and keeping me from my focus. Yeah, but I don't think it's cool to be yelling at people. Well, that's true. I, sh- I suppose I should probably pick an earlier moment to say, hey, stop. In a gentle way, you have to say, all right, guys, no more interruptions. I really need to do this. I do that with the kids. They're totally understanding of that. Well, that's good. All good right. for you. Good for you. <laughs> all right, folks. You better tell me you love me because I think you're mad at me now. I love you. I'm just joking around. Hey. Come on. All right. Everybody, quick show today. I mean, quick for us. <laughs> Hell. We have some amazing things coming up. We are working on so many things. We're working on gifts and surprises when we all can get back together. We're going to do some great things together. Stay tuned. Indeed. Please subscribe to us. Rate us. And rate us well. (laughs) Sorry. Yes. In case you didn't get that, please rate us very well. Anything else you want to say? Please, when you go to our website, there's that option of contacting us. Can you please use that? If you want to talk to anyone, if you need anything, give us a, give us a, I want to say a jingle, but what do you say with email? Send us a message. Yeah. Uh, Give us a line or... I don't know. Yeah, just contact us, okay? Okay. All right. Well, I hope this wasn't a bossy episode. All right, guys, friends. (laughs) 
please stay in touch. Go to ourfriendlyworld.com and we'll talk to you in a few days. We will. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.